Welcome to McChesney Unchained, a new show on the DNBR Podcast Network. Before we jump into it, we want you to know that this is a little different than our other shows. Matt McChesney is going to give you an uncensored take on what's going on in the football world, and if you have kids around, you may want to listen to this at another time. McChesney's opinions do not represent those of DNBR, but they are real, and they come from a CU legend who spent six years battling in the NFL trenches. Now, sit back and enjoy the show. Welcome to episode 65 of McChesney Unchained on the DNVR Podcast Network. Check out everything at dnvr.com. Go to uh, their Twitter page, at dnvr. Check out the show at dnvr unchained. Uh, and then also check out the gym at Sixer Academy on Twitter, Instagram, and also the YouTube page with all the film breakdowns. Um, <clears throat> we just did episode 64 yesterday. And it was a kick-ass show. Uh, Justin Adams came in. We had a good time. We talked for an hour and 45 minutes. It was good. We talked about Mel Tucker and Colorado and everything that's going on up there and the positive trajectory of the program and so on and so forth. Went home. Made some dinner for my boys. Had a good night. uh, Talked everybody to bed. Fell asleep my damn self after a long day at the dungeon grinding and helping everybody. Um... To wake up this morning to my wife saying, do you hear the news? And I hadn't turned my phone on yet. And when I turned it on, it just exploded with Mel Tucker's at Michigan State. Now, look. Oh, man. After getting over the, you know, hurt feelings part of this, they doubled his salary. He went from 2.7 to 5.4. To be honest with you, bro, 2.7 and 5.4, they're not the same amount of money. But it's the same amount of security. And what really pisses me off about that part of this, and this is all we're talking about on episode 65. That's it. Just Colorado football, Mel Tucker, and this fucking bullshit. 2.7 million with the financial security he already has in the bank as well, because he isn't broke, is the same kind of security that 5.4 million provides. It's exactly the same. And especially moving to Lansing, Michigan, that place sucks. You might as well be in Detroit. Michigan's a shithole. Um, I understand support in the Big Ten's better and thing of that nature. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But but this the fact that he did not allow his agent to hear a counter from CU and they didn't get the chance to match it, it really fucking bothers me. And it bothers me because I've had five, at least five man-to-man eye contact conversations with Coach Tucker in the room. I've had two guys commit in front of him where he said to the families, to the Dudley family and the Costanzo family, that he was totally and unequivocally all about their development. He's there for the long haul. He wants them to commit. 
I mean, Anthony Costanza was a sophomore and he committed. I committed as a sophomore. Dudley committed as a junior. Chase Penry just committed as a junior. N Braylon Nelson's committed as a junior. There's four kids in here committed to CU. We sent Carson Lee there last year. Austin Johnson's already up there. Jake Wiley's there. I work with Nate Lamb, and I've been on the phone with Nate all morning. He is super fucking hot, and he should be. $2.7 million worth of compensation and security and $5.4 million worth of compensation and security are the same kind of security. And I don't know if you can put a price tag on integrity and character, but when you preach integrity and character and commitment at the people that you're employing and, and the people that you're recruiting and coaching, because the assistant coaches get totally fucked in this too. I know that Coach Cap, the offensive line coach, turned down three or four offers. I wouldn't be surprised if he's gone. I mean, I already talked to Austin Johnson this morning, and Coach Cap already told them he doesn't know if he's going to stay or not. The defensive line coach is already gone. Coach Wilson interviewed with Tyson Summers yesterday, and then this morning, Mel Tucker's out the door. Coach Wilson's supposed to interview with Mel Tucker and Rick George on Thursday for the defensive line job. Not only does Tucker leave, but we're going to lose a bunch of assistants that these kids are committed to. I understand. I say it all the time in this room. You don't commit to a coach. But when he's on a five-year contract making millions of dollars and the other coaches are committed to him as a head coach and his, and his program and his vision, and then Tucker leaves and takes his coaches with him, you are committing to a coach. It, it, it's inevitable. You can't help it. And all the Dungeon family up there and all the guys in this room, understand this. All the parents, I'm your kid's coach. And I'll never do this. I had opportunities to go to see you and leave my business. I didn't do it. I've been offered college football jobs. I turn them down. I can't, I'm not doing it. I'm not leaving this. It, Colorado needs it too much. Not only do you have to deal with the negativity and the bullshit from the coaches, it happened again yesterday. Kid getting cornered by, you know, his coach over at Ralston Valley. You're being selfish because you're not going to fucking track practice or whatever. He's not being selfish. He's just trying to help himself. Because you really can't trust the word of a coach these days. All the coaches that I know are in the in the personal improvement business where they're just trying to get up and get a foot up on somebody and make more money and more money and more money, but the players can't make any. The hypocrisy of the NCAA and this entire fucking system is driving me up a wall. It's making me it's making me paint all these coaches with the same brush and it's not the way it is. But but Ask yourself this question right now and remove the hurt, and I have to as well. Would you not listen to somebody doubling your salary? Yes, you would. But at the same time, I roll back to what is your character, integrity, and your word worth? Because I literally listened to Mel Tucker on the ra on four different radio stations yesterday, commit to Colorado, say he's here for the long haul. And then when I woke up this morning, he was gone. And I don't know if you can put a, a price tag on that. I don't know how he recruits at Michigan State. How can he convince them he's not going to jump to the next better opportunity? He's a, he's a job jumper. And that sucks because I thought Tucker was different. He even conned me, man. I even believed it. I have four guys committed to him, multiple guys up there on the team. Nate Lambman, you know, he, he could have gone to the NFL. He's back in Boulder. I, get, I, I almost guarantee because he wanted Coach Tucker to turn him into an NFL linebacker of, of a first-round caliber, which he's going to do. And this is one thing I need to tell everybody. All the players there, all the players in this room, everybody that's committed, if he doesn't want to be here, fuck him. Kick rocks. Get out. 
I'd rather he'd done it last week rather than fucking with us and spitting in our ear and tickling our nuts and then just chopping us like this. I don't like it. I think it's shady. And to be honest with you, I, I karma's a bitch. That's all I'm going to say. I wouldn't be surprised if the whole lawsuit thing that's going on at Michigan State blows up in his face and he's out of there in three years. Because it's not like he's walking into a great situation. In my opinion, it's a it's a, a move down. I know there's more money and uh, these like resources that I keep hearing are a problem. It doesn't look like there's any resource problems up in Boulder. The facilities are beautiful. Everything is top notch. The only problem is the Pac-12 from what I can hear. So there's tons of, of reasons why he wanted to leave. It pisses me off because there's so many good reasons for him to want to stay. He built this. He's got a ton of good recruits in-house. I don't think it's going to be easier to recruit to Michigan State than it is to CU. I think there's blood in the water in the Pac-12 if you can figure out how to figure it out. And they were on the right trail. This throws a huge wrench into it. Not only that, okay, but he straight lied to my face. He straight lied to guys' faces, to families' faces, all these recruits. Uh, the kids in this room, the two guys that committed in the room with me. I was sitting there like I feel like a goddamn fool. And and I don't like feeling like that. I don't dig it. I don't like this part of the business. I think it's super shady. It's another reason why I do what I do. So my guys, when shit like this happens, so the families, so the Dudleys, the Costanzos, the Nelsons, the Penrys, the Trey Zunes of the world... The Reese Adberries, the AK, all these guys, everybody that we've helped, all the guys that are up there, the Ray Robinsons, Austin Johnson, Jake Wiley, Carson Lee, everybody that I've talked to, I'm your coach. This is why I do what I do, fellas. So I'm here for you when shit like this happens. It's not the first time a coach is going to quit on you or get another job. It's, it's far from the last. It's going to happen consistently your whole life in your football world. You cannot get attached to these coaches. And honestly, this is why one of the reasons I have such a problem with the family part of football. You don't do this to family. This is business. It's foot business. Football is business, not football is family. It's one of the reasons why I try to be so, so transparent in this room with everybody and tell them how much of a business it is and how cutthroat it is and how the coaches don't really fucking care and they're trying to line their pockets on top of winning games. You have to get yours. That's why I don't want high school kids in Colorado to just sit around and fucking wait. What are you waiting for? Now all the staff might be gone. Coach Tucker's gone. And we have to restart with the University of Colorado. The recruiting process starts over again for damn near everyone. So if you were getting recruited by CU, are you still? No one knows. If you were getting recruited by Bobo and his staff at CSU and they all get canned and Adazio comes in, you better have a connection or they're not recruiting you anymore. The coaching carousel in the college football ranks, this is how it works. It's, it's continuous. It's always revolving. And the NCAA has put the coaches in such a power position that they can just totally fuck guys over like this. If I'm a player on that team, I feel totally and unequivocally betrayed. And honestly, I hope to God that we get a chance at Michigan State in the Alamo Bowl or something like that. Because that could happen. Pac-12, Big Ten play all the time. Holiday Bowl, Rose Bowl, something like that. Please, and, and football karma is that way. It could easily happen. You want to talk about hype for a game? Holy shit. And I'll, re I'll revisit this. Karma is truly a bitch.
a bitch. One of the most karma things in the history of karma things happened to me. Yeah, you know, like there's there's crazy shit that happens in the world. And I know Mel Tucker, deep in his heart, maybe he's not this guy, but it sure looks like he is this guy. It sure looks like he's a total con man and he's totally full of shit. And he totally lied to Buffalo Nation and all these kids he just recruited and all these families that he fucking sat around their dinner tables and said, I'm the guy for your kid and blah, blah, blibbly, blah, blibbly, blibbly, blah. It's all bullshit. So as a player, you have got to figure out what's best for you and chase it. It's one of the reasons I have such a problem with all the coaches in Colorado that tell these kids what they can't do all the time and what they shouldn't be doing to help themselves. And they're selfish for trying to find scholarship money and set themselves up. Like, who the fuck are you? Are you just going to quit and walk out on them too? How dare you tell a young man what he can and can't do? It's his decision. If he wants to chase it, he can. And he needs to set himself up because shit like this happens constantly. The Eagle Crest coach last year, Dustin Delaney, came in. He quit in the middle of the fucking season. Just quit out of nowhere. So I don't understand why so many coaches operate like this. But it makes it really hard for me as a guy with character and integrity, regardless of what any of you fuckboys think out there, makes it hard for me to buy, to keep buying in. And the NCAA is ultimately to blame for this. Mel Tucker made the decision. He's going to have to reap the consequences. And honestly, I think it's a really fucking bad look. And I didn't think Coach Tucker was this guy, but it sure seems like he is. And honestly, I can't really doubt the, or I can't really blame the assistant coaches if they want to leave. But I hope they don't. I hope they ride the ship out and have a little bit more spine than the head coach. Um, again, $3 million worth of compensation and $5.5 million compensation is the same amount of security, especially when you're 48 and you already have millions in the bank. I mean, I, at some point, your, your spine, your character, your integrity, and what you told all these men and these families has to mean something. This is not pro football. The kids can't just leave. I, I think Darren Shiverini needs to be the head coach ASAP. They need to promote D.C. immediately. They need to go hire Coach Wilson for the defensive line job. Two guys that know Colorado, know how to recruit it. Darren will stay here forever if he's successful and given the opportunity to be successful and given the resources to be successful. I hope that Rick George just makes this happen, and he, he announces it today at 1130. I really hope he does because, to be completely honest with you, it makes no sense why he wouldn't. I'm praying that something good comes out of this because if Coach Tucker doesn't want to be at CU, get the fuck out. Kick rocks. And when you come out last year and you say there's no transfer portal in the real world, well, apparently there is. And I'm not trying to sound sour grapes here. And I, look, I don't expect Michigan State to come in this room and, and recruit. And I don't know if I'd take the phone call at this point either. I'm simply saying this. It has to go both ways at some point. The NCAA or the coaches or the players. If I'm the players, guys, stop playing. Everywhere. If you want your cut of the revenue and you want to be taken care of and you want health coverage and you want something more than just a stipend check and free school, I'll pay for my school. If you pay me what the revenue share is worth. This like this this fucking narrative out here that it can't be done is such horseshit. How can it not be done? 
because the NCAA doesn't want to do it, so they're convincing all you fucking idiots that it can't be done? You're brainwashed? Are you serious? You've got to get what you're worth. That's the only way things like this don't sting. If you're making money and this is a business like it should be, because it's business to everybody else, but they want the players to treat it like it's not business, like you're an amateur, but everybody else is making fucking money. But the guys that are out there doing the fucking work and getting hurt and the guys that are playing the game aren't getting shit. They're not getting shit, but free fucking education that I'll gladly fucking pay for if I get my revenue share. Then I won't have to take all these stupid-ass elective classes that I don't want to go to anyway. It, it, and that's another topic for another day. But my point is this. It has to be even. This, And then all of a sudden, this isn't a big deal. It's just another coach leaving. And you just re-up and roll. But because there's this huge gap between who makes money and who doesn't, and all the guys that are actually doing the fucking work and have to listen to the coach's word in order to be successful because their dreams are 100% relying on it. The, the Antonio Alfano kid that comes in, he's listening to Mel Tucker tell him he's going to be there forever and he's going to develop him and that's why he should come. What is he supposed to do? Lamman coming back, he's listening to Coach Tucker tell him he's going to turn him into a, a fucking first-round linebacker prospect and help him win the buckets and be sideline to sideline and blah, blah, blah. He needs him to be a leader and all that shit. What Nate's supposed to do? The, the the freshman quarterback that early enrolled from from uh, from Texas, what's he supposed to do? What's Carson Lee supposed to do? What the fuck are all these kids and families supposed to do? What's Jerry Rice's son supposed to do? How's that conversation going to go? You know, Jake Ray from Georgia, he turned down all these SEC programs to come here early enroll. Coach Tucker, you can't fucking do this to people, bro. Regardless of how much money's on the table, I'm, uh, come on. The first time, do this last week. Do it with a sword. Just cut the head off like Game of Thrones and move on with your life. Don't fuck around with everybody for a week just to do it like this. It's a bad fucking look, dude. It is ugly. It smells bad. It looks bad. It's just bad. It's bad for CU football. It's bad for Coach Tucker. I don't think that... I don't think that Coach Tucker has put himself in position to be looked at as a man of integrity and character, and he's opening himself up to a ton of fucking scrutiny. Because if you're at Michigan State, how in the fuck are you supposed to believe that guy? Because right when Wisconsin opens, is he going to jump there? That's where he played. The next time an NFL job opens, is he going to jump there? I mean, at some point, what the coaches say has to mean something. Like, uh, these coaches that offer a kid and then don't let him commit. What the fuck? Why do you do that? Why are you lying? The coaches that lie to the players' faces and tell them they're all about committed, there's the commitment and family and all this other bullshit, and then you leave in the middle of the night like the Baltimore Colts leaving? Baltimore? And going to Indianapolis? You got a Mayflower truck in front of your house right now, Tuck? Just loading your shit up in the middle of the night like, shh, we can get out of here just like the Colts left Baltimore. I, I don't get it. What the fuck are you doing? Why do it like this? Again, I don't give a fuck who this offends. I'm offended. I am personally and unequivocally offended. I was lied to in that office in front of my guys, and I care about my guys and their families. This is wrong. I do not want my guys treated like this, but we're not going to self-sabotage. Don't decommit. Don't go out and start transferring. Make educated, educated decisions, Dungeon Family. 
call out a Buffalo football players up there, take a deep breath and understand that this co- a coach is not going to make you or break you. You're going to make you or break you. He's simply just the guy who's your coach right now. You don't get to pick, but you got to roll with whoever they roll with. And that's why I want them to go with Shiv so he can kind of calm this down. Everybody knows him. Nothing really changes. He can put his fucking tweaks on the program and they can keep moving forward. I bet you they keep the majority of their recruits if, if Shiv's the head coach. If they go a completely different route and they change everything up and, and Shiv's not going to be promoted, if I'm Darren, I'm leaving too. You don't want me to be the head coach? You're on the associate head coach, but I can't be the head? It could potentially get super ugly. They could have no coaches up in Boulder. So I don't know. I, I, I don't know why Shiv wouldn't get the job, and I'm praying that he does. He just give it to him and let's go. Because I know he wants it. I know he can do it. And to be completely honest with you, I think he's one of the best recruiters in the game. And and given the opportunity to be the head coach, God knows what he could accomplish. So, Buffalo Nation, all right, Buffalo Country, all you Go Buff fanatics out there, I bleed black and gold, and I love that place. I don't really care where my kids go to school, but, you know, it, it's, Colorado coaches throughout time have, everybody has their opinion on Colorado kids and keeping them in state, right? Colorado kids don't want to stay in state to get treated like this. And the four kids that are Colorado kids in here that are committed and the other four or five that should be committed, we're, I'm actively going to tell them to look other places. We've already been doing it. The minute Mel Tucker opened himself up to this scrutiny and another interview, well, everybody else has to, all the kids need to understand that this is business and you need to take care of you. I don't know why everybody got brainwashed into thinking that you can't take care of yourself in this business, but that's what six years is about. You're not selfish. You're smart. So I'm glad I can be that safety net and that foundation for so many of these guys. I'm here for you. I know this sucks. You got to fucking channel this and all this gas and all this fuel and all this negativity. Bottle that shit up and fucking first game of the season against CSU up in Fort Collins. We uncork that motherfucker and go to work. It's wartime. As an ex-player, this kind of shit motivates the fuck out of me. It happened to me at CU. I committed as a sophomore. Neuheisel went to Washington. Just out of the fucking blue. Barnett came in and Tricky Ricky tried to get me to go to Washington. I was like, bro, I'm not going to fucking Washington. I believe black and gold. I stayed with my commitment to CU. And I had the best uh, defensive line coach the whole time I was there for five years. And Chris Wilson. And I had a great head coach in Gary Barnett. We won a ton of games. Played in three Big 12 titles. Only won one. Played in three. It was a great time. Beat Nebraska's ass consistently. So, this may not be the worst thing in the world is my point for everybody. If he doesn't want to be here, kick motherfucking rocks and leave. If you're just about the money, then you it, it's a, it's, it doesn't make sense to me why these coaches play this game like kids are selfish for helping themselves. If they're, if they're committed, they can't go talk to any of their schools, but you can flirt with another university however long you want to. The, the hypocrisy has to stop. The NCAA is in charge of the hypocrisy, and they allow it. So all the adults in the room that allow this to happen, how long are you going to sit back and let it happen? At least Jay Billis has the nuts to stand up and call out the hypocrisy and the contradiction. I'm trying like hell to call out the hypocrisy and the contradiction. But if the coaches allow this to happen and they can look at themselves in the mirror at the high school level, the college level, or the pro level, 
and 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 rationalize this in their head just for money. I mean, come on. I got ran over on a golf course by my best friend, Justin Bannon, when in the middle of a golf game. Imagine what everybody was doing. What do most people do on the golf course? All right, not sober. He hit me going 60 miles an hour with another 300 pounder in the in the cart. Totally destroyed my football career. Fucking broke my ankle. Drug me under the cart. Tore up my knee. Fucked up my back. Hurt my shoulder. Hurt my neck. And all I did was go to the hospital and then retire. I didn't sue him. I didn't drag his name through the mud. It wasn't about money for me. It was a mistake. Now, did I make a mistake? Do I feel like an idiot for not suing him? Yeah, a little bit. But at the same time, I can also look at myself in the mirror because I didn't need to do that. It's just something that happened. You can't, my point is this, you can't base everything in your world on the monetary. It can't just be about fucking money all the time. I run a business over here at Six Zero, which It's not a fucking charity. The money that we bring in and the money that's invested by these players and these families, it's so they can go earn scholarship checks at the next level and they don't have to pay for school. A $500 a month investment by the Millers and then an $80,000 scholarship to Stanford. What's That's a huge fucking uptake for them. I mean, God damn. Talk about investing. That's, that's massive return. That's why we're doing this. You got to commit to schools, folks, not coaches. I, I don't blame you for not believing anything they say. Right now, I'm pretty fucking torn about this too. I don't really know what to do. If you can't tell, you don't need to operate like this if you're a coach. In fact, I implore you not to. Security and integrity and character and actually being committed. Like, I mean, come on. You can't trade and expect everybody just to just to buy into, well, they doubled our salary, so you can't. I can just wash all this other shit away. I don't need to be a man of character, integrity, commitment. I don't need to act like I have a spine because it's all about the fucking money. The fact that he wouldn't let the the bus counter and Rick George counter and they didn't even want to talk to him about it, that's not the way you – look, I know it's business, but it's not the way you treat the guy who gave you your first head coaching opportunity. This is ugly, and it doesn't need to happen. And But you know what? It is happening. So Colorado Buffaloes and the and Rick George, hire Darren Chivarini, hire Coach Wilson, figure out which assistants you're going to lose and replace them quick, and figure out a way to keep all these kids on board so we can move forward. And if you don't want to be there, leave now so we can ride with those who want to be, and we can repair this and build it and get this motherfucker rolling in the way it's supposed to be. The pride and tradition of the Colorado Buffaloes will not and never will be entrusted to the timid or the fucking weak. This needs to be fixed. That's episode 65.